You're listening to the Ecological Podcast, all about our positive partnerships with horses and other animals through work and play. Your hosts are Rebecca Bayliss from Little Green Stables and Kate Blackmore from Ecological Positive Partnerships. <laughs> well, here we are. Here we are on um, recording a podcast number two of Sat in a really... series four. Sat in a little chair. Yeah, a decky type chair. It's lovely. A lounger. A lounger. A lounger. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about forage today. We were going to do summer forage, but it's kind of the end of the summer now. So can I just stop you there? Yeah. I have something for you. I have a little present for you. Okay. So I made this. I'm very proud of it right now. So right. I'm handing Becky a tin. Okay. So I'm going to let her take the lid off the tin. It's a medium-sized tin. It is. Right. So that is homemade. It looks like butter, like candle waxy. Yeah, it has of. got candle wax in and olive oil. Okay. So this is plantain oh. ointment. Oh, is it? Can I use it on my lips? I don't know. I don't right. think so. So that's for like stings, bites. Oh. It's a topical ointment. A topical Gosh, like that's ointment. How good is that? I mean, uh, so that's a lot in there. You made, I know. You've done. That's like a salve. Yeah, I know. I should have put it in smaller ones, I think. But yeah, it's like a solve. So, and how much plantain did you have to pick? To, so I don't even know what the size. Of not that my. Is, I, but so it's I quite wanted big. to talk about plantain quickly okay, because yeah. plantain, we should put a picture up. I can, is we like can. it's crazy though. It's, it's everywhere. If you don't know what plantain is and you saw a picture, you would be like, "What? That you know is? where it is?" Because it grows in like the streets and it grows like in cracks it will come in the streets in the streets in the streets man it's, it's a rat <laughs> and it and it um it, it likes grows abusive air, yeah abusive, abusive areas yeah. Is what, yeah so you'll see it you'll see it all around and plantain is amazing for um a lot of things which i'm hoping you're gonna tell me about because so i'm not sure got... about horses i know about oh no 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 people. great for horses so it has got antiseptic qualities which is good um it helps to stem bleeding and it's mucilaginous so it's sticky and gooey yeah so helps I, to soothe. I had you have to if you get stung if you just use a plantain leaf but you you chew it slightly to activate right. it, get all the stuff in, and then you can rub oh, that Oh, so you're on. getting all the mucus stuff. Yeah, okay. and then you can add that Makes on. sense, makes sense. So it promotes healing. It's effective against bacterial infections, which is great. It's really good for digestion, too. So IBS yes. problems. Um, it's good for stomach, so it can help ulcers. Um, it's high in vitamin C, A, and K. Yes, and vitamin K is to do with blood uh, helps blood stop blood. Mm, that's right. Yeah, blood. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. And also, it has been used to treat infections of the teeth and gums, which interestingly, <gasps> mm, my friend's cat has got a gu- gingivitis, and I didn't even link that. So I'm going to tell her to. Well, I'm not going to tell her. I'm going to mention. 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 You've got to be careful with cats with herbs. Yeah. Um. She is. She is qualified in herbal self selection, but um. So she will know. But uh, yeah, plantain could be good for that. So that's really good for your dental issues too. Yeah. So, it's an amazing herb, and it really got me thinking. So I bought myself this little hedgerow foraging. Yeah, I saw you book. sent me a message with it, and I might have to get a copy. But it's it really, it's great. like uh, you know, it's got these salves and these ointments that you can make that I'm really gotten into, but. There's something about foraging that I think a lot of people would get a lot of enjoyment out of. 
and also their horses. It's like a, a mindful experience. So, right, just hear me out. <laughs> so, okay. you know when you go walking with your dog. Now, Becky, you are your you are the typical person I'm talking about. You'll go walking with your dog. You're a doer. You like you go, mm -hmm. you walk, you go. And maybe because you do your herbal stuff, you do stop a little bit. But as soon as you start foraging, you start becoming really in tune with your environment. And you're looking around, you're like, oh, there's that, and there's that, and there's that, and then you can pick some up. But what it helps is to, I think it's really therapeutic, because it helps us from getting out of that mind of, got to do this, got to keep going forwards, got to walk, and you suddenly come into the present. And you're like, oh, look at that, look at that. And it's a great, I know this from having done a lot of therapy in my life, that it is a great way to bring you back, especially if you have disorders like anxiety or anything like that, is really good. Mm. You have this check-in of what's around you. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really great. And I really just want to promote it to everyone because I get so much enjoyment out of it now. And then with the horses, mm. being able to give it to them and seeing what they're selecting and what they're choosing to eat as well is really interesting because then I go back to the properties and it helps me kind of think about piece it all together piece so it all together do you know the reason why you find it so wonderful and relaxing and therapeutic and everything do you know the reason why is it to do with like chemicals well it could be but the... it's what we are born to do it's of course what, yeah it's foragers. what we are yeah. foragers that is our innate stuff yeah. that is what we are if, you know we're foragers collectors oh that's interesting so that's why you find it really helps you with de-stressing and therapeutic yeah. and you become absorbed by it is because it, you're using your natural yeah. instincts yeah to to your embracing your ancestral being yeah that's right mm. and that's it, why and you know, what's so cool about it as well is kids love it so my kids of course because they are my kids are they're very you know nowadays we boys gotta you know fight against those computers and stuff and lockdown and and it turned it basically was a really good thing that we did with the kids so we started going bilberry picking which mm. bilberries amazing mm. so real life <laughs> um blueberries but they taste so much better and they grow the like, medical medium um i think i lent you his book yes. didn't i so he talks about bilberries and i know i've drunk some smoothies some heavy metal detox smoothies bilberries in while blueberries in are really mm. good for detoxing yeah, yeah super good and we made we you get them on exmoor can't you yeah They're you can get them on the quantox as well okay They're great wood there's so many and we got the kids all into okay you can each make a recipe each with mm. it and then we give some to the horses as well and it was just it was just so nice and now i'm really aware that you know there's blackberry season coming up now and horses love back blackberries don't they Pretty. so there's some and my dog dotty loves blackberries yeah mine all love blackberries you were the one that that went does she like blackberries try feeding her one and mm. i did and then she loved mm. it and also blackberries so mine will go picking blackberries with me i'm trying to find my blackberry page that um yeah um yeah so blackberries um you can use the leaves as well um and can you also i i believe that you can actually just cut a branch, do you call it a branch of a bush? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a bush. Um, it's a branch of a bush. bush. Yeah, and a they, bush will, they will um, kind of navigate those. 
prickly bits yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And goats the, love them too. The, yes, they will all love them. So the horses, well, the horses will eat thistles. So you see Jim will take the heads off. Well, all of them, but Jim is my thistle man. But they all take the heads off the thistles and they'll do the same with the blackberries. What I find with the dogs is that, that they do generally try and pick the fruit off mm. and they're not that they don't really want the, the the sharp bits but they will they will do it so um blackberries are amazing so your the leaf you can make a tea out of so it's really really good for colds and flus and sore throats so again when we talk about forage and we talk about when the plants are around so blackberries come out towards the end of the summer beginning of um the the autumn when when everything turns colder and more colds and flus start yeah, of mixing. Course. So again, Mother Nature provides us these plants to help, you know, that, that that's the whole point. So um, and you, I guess if on. you can make tea out of the leaves, then yeah. you could make soaked tea, blackberry tea hay. Yes, you can. You can I mean the berries are good for colds and sore throats too, but you can make blackberry leaf tea which yeah you could do that really, shall always... we have a go sometime we should do yeah a video we've got we talked about this yeah we have talked about this before um we have got tons of blackberries here so we yeah. could easily do that i remember picking a massive i have got a giant colander and i remember picking oh, yeah. a giant got a giant amount of blackberries in this colander and i i had river with me i don't know how old river was um but he was probably about nine or ten and he had a colander too, and he turned around to help him, and I put the giant colander down, and then Flan just put his face in the blackberry colander and just <laughs> ate the whole lot. <laughs> it's like, okay, that was for us, but that's fine. That's brilliant. That's fine. Um, and so we had what River picked was obviously with like five blackberries <laughs> yeah. compared to my five thousand. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that's what happens. But yeah, they do. They love it. So. Um, you could the leaves are great for diarrhea, for bleeding along the gastrointestinal tract, um, good for gum disease again, mouth ulcers, sore throats, berries great for antioxidant. The crushed leaves can be applied topically to small wounds and cuts. Ah, oh, same as plantain. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, and the leaves contain uh, they've got high amounts of antioxidants, so they're really good for um, help to, with laminitis and stuff. But also, you know, I do think about us mm. you know you you kind of you eat blackberries but you don't really think about the fact that they've got all these medicinal properties in them mm. so they're really good for us too aren't they yeah yeah well they're good for i mean like the plantain is good for us you know everything is good for us so i'm having sense. a little thought now so this yeah. really this podcast really is a becky and kate normal conversation where we talk over each other and go oh what about this what about this we could try <laughs> yeah yeah so that's good, that's good. so thinking about missy um, um, I've forgotten her name. Smudge. Yeah, Smudgy. <laughs> she, I'm trying to think, I was thinking about the soaked tea hay. If we did soaked tea blackberry hay, then possibly that could be really good for her. It could, but I don't want her to have hay. Because of the a dust. Asthma. But yeah. that's why we soak it. So I Take could try the dust in the winter, out. but then I'm not giving her a choice. No, no, you, yeah, you do one part hay and then of do soaked hay just normal soaked hay yeah. and then do a little bit yeah of yeah tea soaked absolutely hay. So she always we has could a do choice. a kind of like a taste test 
as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Is that what you mean? Yeah, so she can still... We have to be a little bit careful about how long you're soaking it for because the longer you soak it for, the less calorific content it has. Mm-hmm. So make sure she's getting all her um, nutrition. Mm. But, yeah, the it, the soaking will take the um, dust away. That's what we give to our horses that have Charlie and stuff that have COPD issues. We soak all their hay. Yeah, and, I mean, I can soak hay it's a nightmare and my boys don't eat soaked hay so that is really mm. challenging but at winter time I'm going to have to do something because she can't mine live off hay basically most of the winter yeah um, so it's going to be really challenging so we could definitely do a little taste yeah and test. you could make it up even like the night before you could in your um little barney area mm. where the horses don't have access to fill up two big water troughs get two hay nets one's got tea in it one doesn't just leave it in the morning give it to her yeah. put the next one's in now yeah 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 in the summer you can't do that because of the heat because it yeah. tends to like ferment, start ferment yeah but then you just put and actually it could be quite an easy process for you because you just okay i've given her those i'm just going to soak those ones there yeah and i think in. that's the thing it's making it as easy as possible and i think when we have got multiple horses and you have one that's got a different need to the others it can be really tricky to balance yeah. it and so you have to work smarter yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is, so to have it, have it. I mean, I'd have it probably near the hose, so it's really nice yeah. and easy and then to drain the buckets and yeah. you know, because and those hay nets get really heavy when you soak them as well. They do. So you do leave them to drain. Yeah. So for about, we usually leave them to drain for at least twenty minutes. Okay. And then they're a lot lighter. But to be honest, those hay nets put them into a wheelbarrow, take them out in a wheelbarrow. Mm. That's a lot easier mm. than having yeah, to carry no, them. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Now, uh, can I ask you about Doc? Yes, you can ask so, me about Doc. So, I was Doc. doing some training. Uh, we have some new starters at Conquest. And so we went on a forage walk because okay. we teach a lot of this. And um, just to see what we had around. And we were talking about Doc. And I said, no, Doc's really good. I can't remember why, but I know it is. Okay. And one of our um, ladies, she's had horses all her lives. Mm. And she said, but they just leave them in the field and don't eat them. And I mm. said, well... I wasn't sure whether it was the actual dock leaf or whether it was the root, because I know they can eat dock. Yeah, burdock root they can eat as well. It can be anything. So they can they can have the roots and sometimes the leaves. So it's mainly the roots, but sometimes they will eat so, the but leaves. But that would be why... I, I said I think that that would be why they've left them. It's yeah. because it's more about the roots. So you could and dig so them she up. Said, yeah, so she said, so in pull of, instead of getting rid of them, dig I them just up. dig them up. Yeah, and, and, so, does, yeah. and do they eat the roots? Does she say her? No, she. Eat? This was like two days ago. So oh, okay. She hasn't tried so it she, yet. Okay, so they're full of iron. Um, they are. It is quite bitter, laxative, um. which yeah. Um, you've got to be a little bit careful. Can aid poor digestion and inflammation of the digestive system. It ha- It does aid the absorption of nutrients, and it does contain antioxidants. So you know it's good. It was used as a blood cleanser and to stimulate the lymphatic system. So that is, again, a pretty good winter herb, if you think yeah. about it. Um, but as well, look, it, painful joints. Yeah, painful joints. So, uh, yeah, but I, I have burdock root dried, and actually I don't think I've had a horse select it. Did you harvest that yourself and dry it? No, no, I'm a bit rubbish with that. I would buy it in. Mm. Stuff I will harvest, which is easy to harvest. But I don't have the time to go and harvest everything. And also the bulk sometimes that you need. Yeah. So horses can take an awful lot. So milk thistle. I grew milk thistle for one year. 
and they ate the whole lot and do you know it took like a year for that milk thistle do you know what I mean yeah. so now I just buy it in which I know is really lazy but I don't have the, enough land to section bits off to grow stuff so things like nettles and blackberries plantain chickweed dandelions bindweed which is everywhere you know um and that's fairly easy to 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 get cleavers when it's in when it's spring um and carol parsley etc but for a lot of the stuff i don't have i don't have rose hips rose hips i don't have the time to to harvest enough to grow enough I don't have the time to harvest I don't have the space to grow so it is a lot of the time buying it in which I know isn't great but it is the next best thing yeah because it it can be really expensive to buy them yeah it can be and that's why we've gone with foraging because obviously being a charity yeah and the foraging is great the foraging is great because we can teach kids as well but also you could go to other like go to a somewhere a forest or somewhere and then you have to be a little bit careful don't you with foraging there's a few rules you should get so if you're foraging on uh, any land that isn't yours you should have owner's permission but most people so we run foraging walks we haven't done for the last couple of years obviously for obvious reasons but we've run foraging walks with a, a, a friend of mine Sophie who's amazing herbalist and lives you know, she lives off the land, basically. Um, and she does these foraging walks and you go and she tells you all what the plants are and she talks about plants you've never, never heard of, but you see every day. You see every day, yeah. And I spoke to the farmer because we were walking all, we did a round-the-block tour, so we were walking through his land and I said, "We please don't cut the hedgerows. We're going on a forage walk. Can we pick? Yeah. Um, and he and he said, well, what are you picking? And I said, well, it will be all the weeds and things. And he was like, well, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah, of course you, you can. You know, so most weeds. people are absolutely fine with yeah. it. And the other thing to be really careful is of doggy areas, because obviously doggies like to... Um, we on stuff. Yeah, they like to sort of add their little sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of best to avoid areas or, or busy roadsides. You know, you will mm. see loads of cleavers and cow parsley and yarrow yarrow along like that i know you wouldn't be getting out your car on a motorway <laughs> and, and for and collecting yarrow but you do see a lot of this time of year a lot of yarrow on the roadside and um yeah it's not really busy busy roads i wouldn't no. i wouldn't bring it home for your animal yeah. because you're picking up all the toxins that have, that have come off it but country roads you know that's you know, people generally, people are like, "What are you doing?" And you're well, like, it's fine. and the thing, but when you go blackberry picking, when I used to go as a kid and stuff, we never asked permission. You no. know, like I don't, I can't imagine that a lot of people that go blackberry picking actually ask permission. I'm not no. saying that that's the right thing to do, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. No, I don't I think, think they probably do either. I d- and I think that's okay, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be careful, um, and you didn't hear it from us. No. Yeah. And also, the other thing was about um, picking it only if there's a plentiful supply. Yes, yeah, so be aware that you're taking from Mother Nature, and also you are taking away from um, all the badgers, the foxes, the birds that stay in this country during winter you know they need their supply um and the supply of meat for some animals will be scarcer in the winter so they will rely on you often see fox poo and it's black and you can see the blackberries that they've eaten in the fox poo it's so true because my dog likes to roll in it and she's a collie so she has a white neck so i always see it and i always thought that was badger poo 
sometimes when there's cherries on the trees, you can see the poo comes out and it's like the stones are in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. So, yeah, they, um, they will, you know, we need to be not taking everything because they're the birds, the bees... The, the foxes, yeah. the badgers, the weasels, the beavers, whatever else we've yeah. got. The bears. <laughs> the rats. <laughs> the rats. The squirrels. They all need their fair share and we shouldn't take too much. So I think that's really important. So one uh, plant that was in my book that really I was really surprised about was ivy. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So ivy... I, I don't it, know whether it's in this book. Uh, it will yeah, be in I one of mine. It, actually. Um so I think it was on the next one. So Ivy, oh, yeah, yeah Ivy. that really um, surprised me because, you know, you always think, Ivy, Ivy's bad. Yeah, and it's a really, I was taught as well that if it looks a little bit evil, it probably yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. So, so an Ivy doesn't look particularly pretty, no. does it? It's a bit like a foxglove. It looks, it, it looks pretty, but it yeah, looks foxgloves are not good. lethal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's I, got that, I don't know, is that just because I've got that in my head, but it... I love foxgloves. I used to, I used to be call them like little fairy yeah, it, hats. Yeah, you, but you it's like it's like that whole. I like, know Look at mean. me, I'm so beautiful. Go on, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, and it's, it's like, a little bit like, Snow White and the Apple. Yeah, 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 it? exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. So, um, yeah, if they look a little bit evil, they generally are. Yeah. <laughs> it's the rule with plants. Um, so hemlock is purple, purple yeah. spotted stem. You know, it's yeah. kind of anything kind of purpley, kind of ooh, could be a bit flag. poisonous. You yeah. know, so, so ivy is interesting because it actually doesn't look particularly. It's got quite glossy, pointy leaves. So it and I always a bit... think that from a childhood, everybody was like, "Don't ever touch ivy because it'll give really? you a rash." And I think oh. that's poison ivy, but I kind of yeah. just kind of thought all ivy was poison ivy. And it is it is very um, intense ivy, like bindweed, isn't it? It can take over, yeah. it can dominate. So I suppose it doesn't really, but yeah. But this um, would be great for people that have all these kind of weeds. This is what I was so surprised by. I was like, God, all these weeds, like planting and stuff like that, that I see all the time. I could just be picking these and offering yeah. them to my horse. Well, I just, I mean, yeah, you could. I mean, I think you have to make sure when you're offering that you do... Again, work with the rules of offering. So you, you don't ever work with a hungry animal. That animal isn't hungry. It has access to food and water um, all the time. And you offer a choice. Because if you're offering a choice, then it can it obviously has freedom to move. Yeah, and that's part yeah. of um, the, the cases of offering. The choice is a really important part of meeting a horse's mm, needs. And, mm. and it's just another way to enrich and help. Mm. Well, cho- I think enrichment is choice, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Regardless of whether that choice is... If it's I... done in the right way, yes. it is choice. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is. So, um, really interesting, can be applied as a poultice for swollen legs, Ivy. Oh, wow. Mm. And it's a good herb for balancing gut flora. So, all your ulcer people and horses, ulcer yeah. people, and gut <laughs> issue people and horses, um, is good. It can help to balance blood sugar through the gut and it stimulates metabolic bacteria in the gut so again your laminitics could yeah. benefit um it's anti-inflammatory and can help with arthritis or joint problems though they probably will um choose something else like willow is a real big yeah for stuff like that it, it is thought to increase mucus in the lungs um, and the respiratory system so it can help to expel congestion and phlegm oh okay so mm. maybe Good for COVID. Yeah. And it could be helpful in cases of cold or flu because it's a diuretic. 
um, and therefore it helps to increase heat in the body. So it says here it can be offered in all cases of upper respiratory catarrh or viral infection. Wow, I need to get some of that for James. And, yeah, well, there, you <laughs> there you go. And you can offer it fresh or dried, and you can harvest it all year round. Okay, so, so quite that's quite a good one for winter. That's another question I have. Hmm. So fresh or dried, can you dry all herbs or not? You probably can um, dry all herbs, but you will lose some of their goodness. So, so when and you dry have, a herb... And then you have some horses that don't like them fresh. So like nettles, for example, horses like them crunchy and dried. And some will like them black, some will like them a couple of days old. So, Okay, so if you, um, if you dry a herb, it, does it lose its potency? Because for some reason in my head, I thought it made it more potent. But no, actually, because... Is that because of the amount that you get? Because when it's dried, it's a lot less, and that's mm. why you give less. Mm. So you're giving the same amount as you would fresh. It may be. To be honest, I really don't know, and I wouldn't like to say. And I bet you it will be different depending on the plant. Yeah. Um, so it might be that the properties come out more in dry, some dried plants, and when they're but then and then it will differ if they're fresh but I don't know on that okay so I'm okay. not going to pretend I know <laughs> come on do it no <laughs> you're not, <laughs> not going to bully me into it so but I would say that from most fresh is lovely yeah fresh is lovely fresh is best we've got that in our heads haven't we from fruit and veg and stuff yeah but dried is still just as valuable i think well but i think about rose hips the... you know we use rose hips a lot dried at uh, dry yeah. during the winter yeah um and i can't quite remember why what the properties are but really good for skin and hooves and coat there we go hips. so um something like that harvesting them and drying them because they they're really expensive yeah they are they really are, expensive. and they eat loads of them too. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, you know, we are going to run a project at Conquest where the students are going to collect and dry herbs. Aww. and Because it's important that it they learn lovely. that, and especially, you know, sometimes it, horses are fucking expensive. <laughs> they are. If there's any way we can cut corners on expense sometimes, it's, it is good. And also I think that foraging is a bit of a, and, and gathering and drying and plant knowledge is a bit of a lost art. Too. I mean, we didn't learn it at school, and yet my parents knew loads of plants and trees and stuff, but it's not taught these days. So, I, you know, I think that it is, it's a skill set, even if you're not going to use it for your animals or you're not interested in it for your animals, it's a skill set that we lose um, and we've lost as a, as a nation, I suppose. And I think that's a real shame because, you know, like you said at the beginning, it offers a lot of appeal to us, our primal needs, mm. um, as well as just knowing what our environment has got in it yeah and it can be really good for mental health can't it being out in nature and just and going back to your roots yeah and going back to your roots yeah. so i had this conversation with my brother so every christmas my brother uh makes like a hamper so my brother's a chef and he's very good and he'll make a hamper for everyone and it'll be brilliant and we all feel pretty crappy because we haven't made anything. You've <laughs> given him some socks. So, anyway, we went on holiday. <laughs> yeah, we went on holiday and we we were talking and I said to him, um, I'm going to make a hamper this year. And he was like, 
Okay, please but don't. Kate, yeah, yeah. Please yours. I said it's going to be better because I'm going to forage everything okay. and then make it. That's part of your Christmas hamper that I've just given you, you there. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Are you going to make some hawthorn berry leather for him? Oh, yeah. Because you made I some made last that. year. Yeah. That was really nice. Yeah, I did make some. I love hawthorn. But I needed it to be a bit more sticky for the horses. So I really mm. like the idea of leather being able to make it into kind of like a... Sh- uh, a lick without molasses mm. and stuff like that mm. and um th- yeah it still needs a little bit of tweaking the recipe but hawthorn is fantastic amazing so we, we did pick some up the other day because there are some in really sunny spots mm. there's some hawthorns out yeah the there moment, are and, and rose the, hips and the hawthorn little berry is like a little apple and, and that's another one of jim's favorite and it's circulation balances the heart so it's really good for the heart emotionally on a, on an emotional level but also on a physical level so yeah. it will help balance high blood pressure low blood pressure um, it does either. You have to be, obviously, if you're on heart medication, then you would check with your vet or doctor. Yeah. But um, it's one of Jim's favourite, and I'm convinced it's because of circulation, because he's yeah. such a tank. Yeah. But um, it's a really, really... And I love the little berries. They're like tiny fairy apples well you they? made me eat one once i didn't agree but oh, well, i think they're really tasty but i love hawthorn and hawthorn will be out we have it lining the school and uh, yeah it's a really lovely um <coughs> berry and plant and and good so good for them so i got the um ladies <coughs> sorry oh. that's gone the wrong way i got the ladies to try a hawthorn Okay, a hawthorn berry. Yeah, and I bit into it, and it was hard. Does it have a pip in yeah, the middle? Yeah. yeah, it does. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, it has and a I was pip. like, oh no, it's he's like probably little, not actually it, eating hawthorn. It is like a little baby apple, like yeah. a fairy apple. It's not in this book, but um, it is amazing. And I love, I love hawthorn. It's one of my favourites. So, yeah. yeah, it's good. So yeah, foraging is really super important for us and our horses. And and I do think the foraging walks with your horse is really, really lovely too. But it can be quite stressful if if, <laughs> if you're they're ho- not trained yeah, properly. Yeah. <coughs> well, and also die. in the spring, I think the spring, the beginning of spring where you have all these goodies, like the whole world's been like dormant for winter and all these goodies pop out and your horses are like, we expect the horses to not put their head to the hedge. And it's, it's a bit mean. I just, yeah, yeah it is, it's kind it of is. bring a load to them, or actually just know that the first few weeks in spring, you're going to be doing hedgerow walks. Yeah. And have that mindset so yeah. that, you know, you just manage your own feelings about it. But yeah, no, it's cool. So what else well, are you going to make? I'd like to know about honeysuckle. I am going to make a oh, honeysuckle. I don't know about honeysuckle. Um, not one we use with the animals. Oh, do you not? No, oh. no. I've got it in this book. Let Oops. me have a look. I love the smell, but I can tell you that I haven't had horses select it, but it will tell you what it's good for. Um, oh, cooling herb. So it's really beneficial for cooling. It has benefits for menopause or hot flushes. That'll be me soon. Yeah. You're not supposed to agree. Sorry. <laughs> flu, fevers, heat I won't be stroke. far behind you, don't worry. <laughs> flu, fevers, heat stroke, urinary tract infections and other hot conditions. The flowers have similar qualities to aspirin and are strongly antiseptic, being effective against a range of microorganisms. And it says you can make honeysuckle flowers infused in honey. So that's what I'm going to make. Because mm. they're supposed to be really... Good. One teaspoon as needed for sore throats or three times a day. Yeah, honeysuckle flowers in honey, good for sore throats, tonsillitis, flu, colds, hot flushes and bronchitis. Yeah. 
Um, I think the reason why we don't use it with the animals is because it's not often self-selected. Okay. And that's where we go. That's yeah, the ethos of it. So eat. you're not you're not putting supplements in their food. You're not saying, I know what you need, you need this. The whole ethos behind self-selection is that the animal knows what they need and is given that power, empowered to make that choice. However, when I will say, when rum, because we've had a poorly rum, so we haven't done any training for a couple of weeks because he had, um, well, like a respiratory issue. Which we could have used... Oh, I did. I gave oh, him loads. What, yeah. yeah, so what so did you give him? So I put out for him, Really, this was really interesting. So I put out for him um, clove. This is essential oil. So I put okay. clove, essential oil, thyme. So all these are really good for chest and nasal. So I put thyme, clove and bay laurel. Mm. It didn't have any of it. And oh. I put five drops. So I had, he had his water. So I had three... Well, actually, I had about six buckets of water because I put water all over the place. And then I had buckets of water with each five drops of each essential oil in. So it was diluted, but I also offered him the oil daily to sniff or digest. He didn't take any notice whatsoever. I also put loads of different herbs down. Um, so he had, um, he had lemon balm. He had rose hips he had barley grass he had what else echinacea i put and he didn't bother at all not at all but he came in the garden and went mad for ash right, and yeah. hazel so ash we feed a lot of ash to our guys because mm. that's the trees we have and i what what's good about ash it's, i know uh, that they love it yeah well it is for mm. in infection and you know respiratory really good for immune system boosting immune system mm. um and the same with the same with hazel really good for respiratory really good for immune when you're feeling when you when you're feeling a bit down and you need a boost you know yeah. so he went mad for that hazel nut and it's no he went for hazel leaf but, but i'm wondering because there was a hazelnuts i think have kind of the same property and you can make hazelnut butter oh okay. yeah that's another thing that you that might be, be getting good. i'm going to give away everything you're getting for christmas yeah well, don't say any more <laughs> i'll tell you <laughs> don't say any more but yeah yeah so like that's really simple um another one is mm. um shepherd's purse shepherd's i purse. see that everywhere yeah let me see if i can find that in the book shepherd's purse has got a lot of um properties and is lovely and oh, you will it? see it everywhere because it is it's kind of known as it's a bit a of a it's yeah flowers. it's really really um in this country just seen as a little weed but yeah. you know in germany germany are really up on their herbs they even doctors like so your gp can do an it's optional but they can do an extra year on their training and become like a herbalist and oh, they and they do prescribe things like nettle tea and stuff like that in wow. Germany. Way above us. So yeah, super, super, super. So what does it say about shepherd's purse? So really good for the plant. It's really good for cuts and nosebleeds, bleeding under the skin. You can make a tincture, which is great for heavy periods. So it might be good for like the me. in brackets moody mares. <laughs> I'm thinking um, me. I'm going to. Oh yeah, and you high blood it. high blood pressure. Yeah, so so loads. I don't know whether it's in um, this other book. Let me have a look. So I've got two of my foraging books. I have more, but these are kind of the ones I go for most of the time. Yep, so it's in this one as well. So let's have a look at Shepherd's Purse. Okie doke. Yeah, so as a poultice, it can reduce or stop bleeding, reduces excess bleeding of the womb, so that's the 
period stuff. Um, can help reduce blood pressure. Um, can help with reduce inflammation in the bladder, urethra, and kidneys. So yeah, it's quite a quite a thing. And it, it really surprised me that, like I said, these are the weeds that I look at. I see them you step all on. the time. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, God, this this is yeah. And it, yeah, it, and it's interesting with its tiny love heart little leaves. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it quite is. a feminine plant. I feel it's quite a feminine. Yeah, plant. yeah. I think... don't want it to be sexist. No, <laughs> it does look like. But it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, actually? because it's all womb and. That's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I do think you have. You well, I do anyway. I see plants as female or male, or which is is that sexist? Like having little character. Well, I don't think it is, but I don't know whether. I, I think know. some. Do you know? I, you, know. I think some plants have got sex appeal and some plants haven't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Go, give me an example. <laughs> well, I actually... it had to go downhill at some point, didn't it? Okay. <laughs> we were doing really well. Well, I I actually think bindweed's quite sexy. But I think bindweed is pretty. Mm, it's quite. Sexy. I wouldn't say sexy in maybe a dominant way. In, <laughs> now we but are see, I would think that bindweed seems very feminine to me with yes, the flowers. Yes, But females can be dominant. Like a, yeah, okay, sexy I dominant. guess. Sexy dominant. <laughs> okay, let's... You know, every time I look at bindweed now, that's all I'm going to think about. Is sexy, sexy dominant. Yeah. Okay, so what would you put a, a thistle as? Male. Male. Is it sexy? Quite... Uh, no. No, don't find that attractive. I don't find that. What about um, uh, blackberries? Oh, I think they're. I think they might be both. Non-gender, like oh no, gender neutral. Yeah. Oh, he's here early, and no one told me. Oh, we'll have to round this up. <laughs> Farrier's here. Oh, yeah. Trimmer. <laughs> Clive, those of you who know him. So, well, anyway, that's probably rescued us from the... Yeah, from the going down the dirty plant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, foraging, yes. Really, really good. I would love, love, love to hear if anyone listening to this podcast decides to go foraging. Um, just let us know on our Facebook pages and stuff. Yeah. And we would really, really um, like to see that. Kate's going to make us all a hamper. We're gonna have a hamper. We have a we're making gonna, day. We're gonna do a um. We're gonna do some videos, Becky. Okay, we're gonna do some, some making stuff. So okay. let's let's finish like there. The two and... fat ladies, or whatever. They're yeah, called. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's finish there. Okay. Cool. If you'd like to make contact with either Kate or myself, you can contact us via Facebook. We are Little Green Stables or Ecological Positive Partnerships. Or you can check me out, Becky, on my website, www.littlegreenstables.com. We'd really like to make our podcast interactive. So if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss, then that would be great. So send us a message either via our website or via our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube channels. Thanks. Bye bye.